On July 11th, La Mesa City Council voted in favor of a draft ordinance requiring people in our city to keep their guns locked up. Does that mean that when you hear an intruder entering your home, you'll have to ask them to pause while you try to remember the combination for your safe? That's what we're here to find out. Hi, I'm Manny Gomez, and this is Table Talk, a podcast about issues that matter in the Mason. To answer our questions about this new law, we're going straight to the source. One of the authors of the ordinance, City Council Member Jack Shue. Thanks so much for joining us, Jack. How you doing? Thanks for having me, Manny. Uh, glad to talk about this uh, important topic. Great. Yeah, and I uh, want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule and and joining us today. Um, so let's uh, let's get into it. First, um, let's talk about why you think this ordinance needed to be passed. Well, it's brought to my attention that uh, there's a gap in state law with regards to safe storage of firearms. Uh, in California, if you have children in your home, if you have other people in your home, who shouldn't have access to weapons, uh, the state requires you to simply uh, secure your weapon, to lock it up in a number of means, in a safe, with a cable lock, uh, but you shouldn't have it uh, accessible to children or um, people that simply should not have a weapon. Um, but if you don't have children in your home, if you don't have people in your home that shouldn't have weapons, you don't have to lock your weapon up. This is uh, kind of a gap. Uh, the city of uh, San Diego, the county of San Diego, all pass ordinances uh, to say that, look, you don't have necessarily have to have children at home. You should be locking your gun, period, um, and uh, and make your gun not accessible uh, to burglars, to uh, other people that shouldn't have them that may come into your home. Uh, so that's the, the ordinance that uh, we in. We hope we'll have uh, written up and we'll hopefully pass the city council. Yeah, and there, there seem to be a lot of questions um, about exactly what the law meant. Uh, now, does this mean that I can't keep a gun on me in my own home when I'm when I am in the presence of my of my own? No, it, it means that um, if you come home, you got to unlock your weapon from where however you secured it. Keep an eye on person. Keep it within your control, um, as long as uh, you know you you know that it's going to be safe uh, at wherever you put it. Um, uh, you know we have people with big homes with many many weapons. That doesn't mean you get to come home, unlock all your weapons, and throw them all over the house. That wouldn't make sense. It's not really good for home protection anyway. So, so really, we just want to be sensible. Uh, if you want to keep uh, a gun within your control in your household. Absolutely, have that ability to do that. Um, and someone mentioned, well, how about if I'm going to sleep? Well, if you want to sleep with your weapon next to you, this this ordinance would not prohibit that at all. I I don't know how good of an idea that that is to have your gun, um, well, supposedly under your pillow or in a, in a nightstand next to you. But yeah, there's some people that you know that they feel safer um, in that situation. So. I guess to each their own, but uh, yeah, it seems, I mean, you, you really have to read through the ordinance. Um, there's a lot of jargon in there. It is it is kind of confusing, but it does kind of, you know, doesn't specifically say that you have to keep it locked up at all times. Um, and I know during the, the council meeting, you had also uh, kind of provided a, an anecdote about a ride-along you had um, with the police department where you actually 
um, were witness to some guns being stolen from someone's house. Could you kind of kind of reminisce about that? You don't have to go through the whole story again, but just that seemed to tie in really well with this ordinance um, and could have prevented some guns from being taken from somebody. Right. So. so we'll start out with, uh, we, we believe that about 80% of crimes that involve a weapon, uh, that the source of the weapon was through robbery. Uh, in other words, uh, the guns that are used in crime, 80% of them were stolen. So while I was on my ride along with Mesa PD uh, for that particular evening, um, and there was a burglary, uh, and La Mesa PD responded quickly. Uh, this person's house had some type of uh, a camera system. He noticed that it was being burglarized. So it was actually, the house was even occupied at, the, at that moment. He called the La Mesa PD, they responded, and as they responded, it uh, spooked the, the burglars. But before they left the house in the back door, they took with them five long guns with clips of ammunition. So these were probably not small little, not all five were small little uh, uh, 22s. They were probably pretty heavy duty uh, weapons uh, with uh, clips of ammunition. For the next few hours, um, I sat in a police vehicle while the police had to contend with this very uh, hazardous situation with uh, the sheriffs responding and um, in which we surrounded the home in that neighborhood, seeing if we could find these two burglars. They, we surmised, uh, escaped. Uh, we didn't cordon off the area quick enough. But now we have five long guns from that particular instance that went into, um, uh, into the community. Um, maybe to be sold, maybe to be used in some criminal activity. Um, had we had this ordinance, uh, I believe this particular household would have been a very law-abiding household and would have had those guns locked up, uh, inhibiting a burglar from walking off with with very dangerous uh, weapons. Yeah, and I know that could probably po uh, pose a threat for police officers responding um, if if someone's able to break into a home and they didn't have a gun at the time, but they're able to find one and the police respond or someone comes home and now you have an armed intruder that, you know, just created a more dangerous situation for everyone. So, um, really it makes, it makes a lot of sense, um, to me when you think about it. Yeah. Um, uh, it, uh, to me, it makes co um, it's kind of common sense. Every gun safety course that, uh, is given, um, by NRA, by most any gun safety organization, gun, uh, under safety courses, all uh, prescribe uh, locking your weapons at home, uh, that your, your weapons should not be free to be picked up by anyone, uh, irregardless of whether you have children at home, irregardless of, of, of who may be uh, in your house. It does not preclude someone from using their gun for home protection, and keeping it in a really used uh, place. Uh, I, I think um, this has been thrown kind of, um, uh, the whole ordinance has been misrepresented and um, uh, frankly, it's really a shame because we wanna make our community safer. This is a very common sense um, ordinance. It is, um, and but you know, gun culture in this country is is kind of uh out of control for the people that really identify um as gun advocates 
Um, I think the the Second Amendment has kind of been blown out of proportion, and people use that in every instance of any kind of, of common sense gun legislation. So it's always it's always a back and forth battle of you know they're coming to take our guns, and I I, I saw that mentioned at the city council as well that this is just a first step of taking people's guns away, which I myself. You know, I, I believe if you want to have a gun in your home and you want to protect yourself in that manner, fine. Keep it at your home. That's your responsibility. You do what you have to do to keep yourself safe. Um, but I don't think that we should completely ban guns. And I don't see this as as a gun ban. I, I do see this as common sense legislation. So it just it's a it's a very polarizing issue for people, and you know it, it never. Well, ceases to amaze me how you know it gets it just gets blown out of proportion and and the worst um seems to come out of it when like, people really start thinking about their guns and and what's going to happen to them and the potential for um them not being allowed to have their guns when they want them um but in in relation to the gun storage uh what what are the specific options for locking up guns does it have to be in a combination combination lock safe um, are there specifics as far as that, or is it just whatever anyone has to, to keep their guns? Something that uh, disables its really uh, use. So there are things called the cable locks that go through the mechanism of the weapon, and uh, it's typically a, a keyed lock or combination lock uh, that um, prevents the really use of that weapon. Uh, so these are very inexpensive. Uh, many times they're given away. The city of uh, um, La Mesa may have given away a number of them in programs in the past, uh, or they're given free to uh, gun um, buyers uh, when you purchase a weapon from many uh, gun dealers. So that's the least expensive way to, to abide by this uh, ordinance once we, we pass it. Um, but you can also get myometric type of locks and safes, push buttons, uh, safes that uh, unlock very quickly, or you could put it in a gun safe that's that's harder to get into. Um, so there's many uh, options. Um, and there's, very, there's options that are uh, very cost-effective. They don't cost a lot of money. Um, you know, obviously, um, uh, we're giving options so that people can abide by this ordinance without a lot of uh, cost, uh, a lot without a lot of trouble, and, and use uh, what are the options to keep their weapons safe. Yeah, those biometric safes are amazing. You can get them for less than $200. You just put your finger on top of it, and boom, the safe opens. It only takes a second to get your gun, and all authorized people have access. Um, now, you mentioned the La Mesa Police Department giving away um, some of those disabling locks, um, and it was also mentioned at the council meeting um, that there was an education program approved um, I, don't, I don't think that was, I don't know if it was 2022 or, or the year before. Um, can you give some specifics about that education program? Do you know the status of that? Um, have you gotten any feedback from the community or um, anyone involved with that education program? Um, so, you know, I it tried to introduce this ordinance uh, over a year ago, just a little over a year ago, April of uh, 2022. And at the time, it did not pass. Um, and one of the points made was that uh, we could simply have an education program that you should look, uh, keep your weapons safe. Uh, I've asked around. Um, people uh, 
to see if they've gotten any kind of education program like that uh, in the last year. Uh, several people, other friends of mine have done the same. Uh, none of them have come up with any uh, notable or recall any kind of uh, program about uh, safe storage of weapons uh, in the city of La Mesa. Um, I, I don't doubt that the city uh, police department uh, did do some programs. They're good at that. Um, and they, they try to do their best, but obviously it hasn't reached uh, the, the number of people I've asked and uh, many dozens of others that have uh, been asked the same question. So it didn't get around very much. Um, the school district may be sending out the information to their parents uh, of students that um, they should have the weapons uh, locked up. Um, but I should say a few things about what ordinances and laws are about. And uh, many people speak about, um, well, how are you going to enforce this? Are we going to make sure, I mean, you don't, ha you don't want to get a, you know, you don't want police to knock on neighbor's door and make sure their guns are weapons. Now, obviously, that's not what's uh, being proposed here. Um, what is being proposed is that we make it uh, a legal issue, an infraction, the lowest uh, threshold w within terms of uh, um, um, penalty for any kind of ordinance or law. Uh, so rather than focus on enforcement, we should simply focus on compliance. In fact, in law enforcement, that's all we really want is compliance um, and hope that people comply. In fact, we urge people to comply. It's simply hopefully going to be against the law uh, to not have your weapons locked up. Um, and that's going to move people to comply. That's going to urge people to comply. So let me give you an example of, of how laws do that. Um, we may find an intersection in which we find it is dangerous. In fact, we should put a stop sign there so that we can avoid uh, injury and car collisions. Um, you put up the stop sign, and then hopefully people will comply. They'll stop, irregardless of whether or not a policeman is around the corner to um, enforce that stop sign. Because the community is the first line of enforcement. The individual is the first line of enforcement. Not the not the police officer. The individual should see that, gee, maybe if I stop at that stop sign, I'll do it more often, make it a habit, and I don't have to wait to see whether or not the policeman is behind me or around the corner on whether or not I comply. The community felt this is something that needs to be done, and as a person who wants to support the community and safety in the community, I'm going to comply, and I hope my friends comply uh, and my neighbors comply. Um, that's how we should approach, uh, I think, any ordinance or, or law. Um, it's not up, I mean, the police department may see, be seen as the enforcer of laws. I think the first enforcers are individuals, ourselves, and the community. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think um, it, it's, and it kind of goes back to the honor system. Um, like you said, if you want to be a part of a safe community, it starts with yourself. How safe are you making your community um what are you doing to make sure that, you know, you're not allowing um, bad actors to get a hold of your gun and, and do bad things with it? Um, it? It came up a lot that, you know, this was affecting law-abiding citizens at the city council meeting. Everybody 
where a lot of people kept going back to the law abiding citizen part of it. And it's, it's like, well, you know what, this is a law. And if you're a law abiding citizen, then you'll, you'll follow it. And there shouldn't really be much of a question about it because it's, it's trying to keep guns out of criminals hands. It's trying to keep guns out of people's hands who may hurt themselves. Uh, whether they're children or adults, we're, you know, this is trying to make our community safer. And um, if you are a law-abiding citizen, then yes, you will abide by it. And the police shouldn't have to make sure that you're abiding by it. Um, um, and I think that's kind of where people are blurring the lines between safety and, and like you said, compliance. Um, but this is... Like you said, this this came up in in 2022. You tried to introduce this and have it passed then. What do you think changed between then and now? We have a change in the makeup of the city council. So, um, Councilmember Bill Baber um, was uh, uh, then run for re-election, and uh, Councilmember Patricia Dillard uh, essentially took his place. So we have a, a different makeup of the city council, and in this case, uh, that was the the third vote I needed to make this uh, go through. In fact, she co-sponsored the um, the, action, the the item on the agenda. So I think um, uh, that's the difference in terms of well, what happens when you elect different people to city council. Uh, you hopefully get uh, some change in policy, and in this case, uh, a route for us to make uh, um, our community a bit safer by having these uh, weapons, more of these weapons, locked up. And I should add, you know, another element uh, to this. The city of San Diego has this ordinance in place. They put it in place a little over a year ago, as did the county. Um, I just want us to be consistent with uh, these other two jurisdictions. Why should the city of La Mesa, which sits in between county unincorporated land and the city of uh, San Diego, uh, have a different ruling with regards to safe um, uh, storage of weapons? Um, you know, if nothing else, then a burglar is going to think, well, I'll, I'll just burglarize those cities in La Mesa. They don't keep their guns locked up. Uh, that's not a a um, situation I want the city of La Mesa to be in. No, yeah, we would essentially be the the hole in the dam um, that just keeps letting letting that water flow out in the form of guns. Um, so yeah, it's you know, if other jurisdictions in our area are, are following that same guideline, we should by all means. Um, get in line and create a more safe community for everyone. Um, so that makes, again, it makes perfect sense to me. Um, so just aside from this, stepping back from this issue, um, what do you have planned for the future? And uh, what are your hopes for La Mesa in the next few years? Well, I got into to city government, uh, ran for office, to try to make our community better to change the, the culture of city governance um, so that we are doing things smarter and better, uh, that uh, we hold our employees uh, uh, accountable, city government ac accountable, and and really um, uh, move ahead with from having common sense uh, uh, laws, common sense operations, and uh, being our making our city more effective in uh, all the services that cities uh, provide. Um, I'm, I'm doing that in various ways uh, from how I um, work at, with uh, SANDAG, our regional transportation agency or planning agency, 
um, and also with our resources board. So um, I serve on those regional boards as well. So I, I think that um, my voice uh, hopefully will be effective in making uh, our community safer, better, uh, with regards to services, with regards to uh, how we approach climate change, how we deal with uh, housing, how we approach um, the the problems of, of homelessness, and uh, um, I, I think overall city services. Yeah, and I think you have definitely made a difference. And, um, you know, I, I know a lot of people have seen that, and I, I appreciate that. I uh, appreciate all your hard work. I, I appreciate you being a voice of reason and someone that's willing to fight for what they believe in. Um, you've, you've truly shown uh, that you are a man of your word. And I, you know, I and I would say the community as well would, would thank you for that. Um, and I want to thank you as well for, for joining us today um, and being here. Do you have any final words or anything you'd like our listeners to know about? Anything uh else? I hope you're, all of our listeners and citizens of uh, La Mesa and, and the region participate with government. Um, uh, you know, um, it's, I know it's a bit difficult to take time off a attend a city council meeting or write an email or letter. Um, I try to read all emails that are sent uh, as comments to the city council and individuals. I don't uh, res generally respond to them, but I certainly read them. And in some cases, I, I may be able to respond quickly. So um, it, it's been an interesting task or commitment to, to do that. Um, but um, city uh, elected officials, uh, like all elected officials, um, need to hear from our constituents. Um, sometimes it gets a little crazy, uh, but I can assure you, for, at least for me, I, I appreciate the comments, uh, good or bad. Uh, and I appreciate suggestions and ideas. Um, I want us uh, to, you know, we have a, a lot of smart people on La Mesa, um, and they have some great ideas. We need to uh, use that uh, brain trust we have on La Mesa uh, to improve our entire community. And uh, I hope uh, I can make the culture of, the, of governance um, be more open uh, to that. I think you have, um, and I think you've really inspired a lot of people, uh, me in particular, to, to kind of speak up and, and be more involved and, and do what they can um, to to make this a better place to live. It's already great as it is, but, you know, there's always things that can be improved upon, and um, really appreciate all the hard work you put in, and I uh, just want to say thank you, and, and thank you for joining us today, um, and that's it for this episode. Andy Trimlett and Josh Crimston produced this podcast. A big thanks to Jordan Crimston for composing our theme song. And thanks for listening to Table Talk. Thank you, Bay.